Hello, badass light worker. This is Julia Treat from juliatreat.com. I am so happy to be with you here on my podcast, Stepping into the Light, which you can listen to on Stitcher Radio, Podbean, and iTunes. I want to talk to you today about the best way to smudge your house. I get a lot of questions about this. People reach out and ask and send emails. And although I'm not able to get back to every single email, because I do get many, when I get questions, really good questions, I've decided I'm going to start just making a podcast about it because there's probably more of you or, or others that would like to know what it is that I do when I smudge my house or what's the best way to do it. Now, I am a firm believer that everybody needs to smudge their home from time to time. I'm going to talk a little bit about what what can be in your home, what can be hanging out there and you not being aware. So people, when they come to my home, I do readings in my home in person. I do individual readings. I do group readings. And I can hold anywhere from, you know, at the most eight to ten people in my home in a group reading. By the way, if you are ever in my area and you would like to come to my home and put together a group, I'm happy to host it in my home. We have a really good time and it's a beautiful experience. Everyone everyone says how loving my home feels. Like they come into my home and first thing out of most people's, most of my clients' mouth is, oh my gosh, it feels so loving in here. And my response is, I work on it. I make my home this way. I work on things. I clear things. I take care of what I need to to keep my home very clear and loving. So our homes, it's so important that we keep our homes in this vibration of calm and peace and joy and love. And one of the first tips that I like to tell people in keeping their home clear is keeping your blinds or curtains open. So I used to clear homes. I used to go to people's homes and clear them. I don't have to do that anymore. I actually can clear a home without physically being there. It's funny because, you know, I'll get on calls with people. And and generally, if you ever need that done, by the way, just all you need to do is book a reading on my website, juliatreat.com, just a one-on-one reading. You and I'll hop on the reading. We can connect with your home. I can... It, it, it's funny because it kind of freaks people out sometimes when I describe what's in their home or certain spots in their home or corners or garages, whatever it is, in the basement. And I mean, I can get specific. So what I do, I, I call it, I, I can see through God's eyes. And I've always asked, well, I've, I've asked for that is, God, I want to see things through your eyes. You show me what's happening here. And I'm in the middle of my, we're in the middle of my mediumship angel intuitive course right now. And that's the first thing I told all the students starting out. It's a six-week online course. We're meeting online, and we can all see each other's faces. It's fun. And I said the first thing was, I know that I have this listed as mediumship angel intuitive. I am not a label person. I don't like them because it really limits what people think you can do. But I said I list it as that so that people know what they can expect, at least part of what they're going to be able to do. And then I emphasized to the group that I am going to teach you to see things through God's eyes. 
so that you will always, always see love. So because I have been able to move into that space of I want to see things through God's eyes or, you know, it might be universe or creator or whoever it is that you believe is there. I call that that being God. So when I used to go into people's homes and clear them, um, now this is the old way I used to do it. This is before I started saying, God, let me see things through your eyes. I would go in with my little conch shell, my little beautiful shell full of sage. I used to use sage. I don't any longer, but I'm going to get to that. So I'd go with my little conch shell with sage, and I'd go in with um, my feather. I had a, a smudging feather, and I would say a prayer, and I would ask that God's light come into the home and surround the home. And then I would call in Archangel Michael and your band of angels to come with me, and we would go through the home. And I would start at the lowest level level in the home, whether it's a basement or, um, you know, a little utility place, whatever, basement, go in the, the lowest level. And then I would go clockwise. And then I would go to the first floor, the next floor, and then I'd just make all the way up to the top floor. Now, um, I did that for several years, and I went to people's homes, and it was honestly one of my least favorite things to do. Because sometimes you're not connecting with, you know, the highest vibe of stuff. So if you have souls that are not crossed over, and let me clarify, I do not, I'm probably, well, I'm not going to say I'm probably one of the few. I do not believe that there are evil things lurking. I believe there are lost souls, and they're stuck for many different reasons. Um, I don't believe it's a punishment. I believe either something happened in this lifetime that they heard, well, you're going to go to hell, or some souls stick around because they think they can take care of their family better from here. Some souls don't even leave because, I, I kid you not, they don't even know they're dead. It's I know, it sounds crazy. And <clears throat> and you all know, hopefully you all know by now, my feeling about fallen angels. If not, I do have a podcast, two podcasts about that, that I really s- suggest that you listen to. Because I talk about fallen angels and what they're really here to do, and that it is not what you may have always either heard or were taught that they're here for. And I even wrote about fallen angels in my book, Stepping into the Light. So I wrote a book, Stepping into the Light, the miraculous ways that our loved ones, angels, and guides are able to let us know they are near. And that book's on my website, juliatreat.com. There's a link to it. But when I was getting ready to write the chapter or include the chapter about fallen angels, what I had learned about them, and you'll hear about this on the podcast if you find that 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 particular episode. When I was debating, do I include this in my book or not? Because this is one of the most, I felt, one of the most controversial things. I mean, I was raised a Baptist minister's daughter, so we were taught fallen angels are these bad, evil things. They're part of um, Satan's army, and they're never allowed to go back to heaven. So what I had experienced was totally different. Again, I asked, I would suggest you find those podcasts or you get the book and read it. But I asked God, literally, when I was in Massachusetts, I had rented a home for two months to finish my book. I just needed to get away and finish my book. And I said, God, please give me a sign that I'm supposed to include this part in my book. Please, I need to know, is this really what I'm supposed to write about these fallen angels? 
That was really the only chapter I was a little nervous about including. So I said that. I put my, my computer down, stopped writing. I got my things together because I was going to go to yoga, which was in the next town over. I got into my car. And again, this is an area that I'm not familiar with as far as the radio stations and things. But I turned on my stereo and I was looking for something to listen to. And I heard this man's voice. And I just stopped on it. I didn't even know who it was or what it was about yet. I just stopped and I started listening to this man talking. And after about 30 seconds, I realized he was talking about fallen angels. And then he, he went on to talk about how there were, this, uh, there were these group, these kids, these Baptist ministers kids from, I, I honestly want to say like the 1930s or 20s, but it was a, it was a time ago. And he said there's this group of kids that claimed that they could cross, they could help fallen angels get back to heaven. Now, you can imagine my jaw about dropped because I had just, I'm not kidding, 10 minutes before that asked God for a sign. Do I include my story about being able to help fallen angels cross over? And then that's what comes on the radio. So I knew that I was supposed to. So back to my story where I used to go to people's homes and cleanse. Again, not my favorite thing to do. I don't really, and when I, when I really realized that I didn't have to go to people's homes because when I began speaking with clients from all over the world, I decided to expand my business worldwide and, and move out of, you have to be in my home. I actually never felt that anyone had to be with me, but a lot of people actually have that idea of their own. They've come up with that on their own, that they have to be in my presence for some reason. So when I decided to expand, I got people, you know, for readings from all over the world. And if their house was an issue or if they were supposed to hear it during that session, it would come up that, oh, there's something, you know, your house is kind of funky or it, what's the, here's the thing. If you have stuff in your house, even just emotional baggage that we all bring in from, you know, our workplace, from our friends and family. We might be, we could bring it home from anywhere. We go to the grocery store and just things, just this energy just leaps onto us or sadness from someone just might just brush up and hang onto us. Like it's, it really can be that easy to just bring stuff home. Um, So this all accumulates, it can accumulate in our homes and it can cause people to be sad, depressed, angry, lash out on an emotional roller coaster. It can affect everyone that way, but especially people who are sensitive and it really affects sensitive kids. So if you have, you know, an indigo child, so you have the the child that's here to spread love and light, but they're the activist, the feisty energy, the I'm here to make a difference. And the sooner you listen to me, the better, that kind of kiddo. A lot of times the indigos, when they have this emotional stuff in the house or uncrossed souls or fallen angels, there's many, it will make them have, um, well, they'll lash out a lot of times in anger. So it it makes them angry. But they don't know that's what's making them angry. They just come out as angry or moody. Like, you know, we all say, oh, that little kid's moody. They sometimes tend to begin to 
pull away from people, from family, from society, um, start being kind of reclusive or on their own and kind of get into this whole deep thinking mode. The crystal kids, the crystal children, when you have this energy in your home that needs to be cleared, it will, again, make them sad, perhaps depressed. Maybe they even get weepy. Maybe they're clingy. Um, it's not quite, and, and they can get angry too, but I'm just saying the indigo sometimes get more angrier than the crystal kids. So my home, I clear my home at least every week. I have, I, I do it more often if we've had a lot of people in the home, when we have people visit, family and stuff, or if we have gatherings here. If I have readings here, I clear after the, you know, I clear that day. I clear before and I clear after. And it's, again, it's not this fearful thing. It's like, no, I'm, my home is going to be clear. I know how easy it is to clear it real quick and it's going to remain clear. Um, so I, you know, when I saw, when I connected with my first fallen angel, it was the very first time that I used something called Palo Santo and it is spelled P-A-L-O-S-A-N-T-O. Palo Santo. I had a mentor who talked about Palo Santo and told me that I should, you know, try using it, experiment with it because it was number one, stronger than sage as far as its clearing abilities, clearing out emotional energy and lower vibrational stuff. It is also more powerful in clearing, or I'm sorry, in illuminating what is in the home. That's the first, so when I used the Palo Santo for the first time, it was in my home that I always used sage in, but I always felt there was something amiss. I always felt like there was something I was missing that wasn't showing up, was hiding something. And so um, I used Palo Santo and that's the first time I saw the fallen angel. Again, I'll talk about that in more detail in that podcast. Go listen to it. But so the Palo Santo I use you can get it in many different places on the internet. I get mine from a website called shamansmarket.com. Shamansmarket.com. You can get a bag of 10 sticks for, I don't even know what it is, $7, $10, something like that. And I use maybe one stick will last me two or three times clearing my house. Maybe two. Depending. I mean, if I really need to clear and like let it smoke up a lot, then I might use um, one stick for the whole clearing. And that's another thing about Palo Santo is it doesn't smoke up as much as sage. So what you do is you light the stick and you let it burn for a little bit because it needs to get some embers going. And then you kind of blow the flame out or swoosh it out with your hand. Just like, you know, just let the flame go out. And then you're going to have this little stream of smoke. Now, I do use a feather. You can find smudging feathers, and I found mine at Shaman's Market as well. And I get nothing for you going there to purchase, by the way. Some things that I endorse, I uh, do have an affiliate link to. Uh, Shaman's Market is not one of them. But they have really cool smudging feathers, and you can just find one that you like if you want one. You do not have to have a smudging feather to smudge. I want to make that very clear. You can use a piece of paper. You can use an envelope that a letter was in. It's all about intention that you're clearing the space in your home. So I started smudging with Palo Santo in my home. 
Number one, I liked its powerful effect. I did feel like it did clear the house up even better. It did illuminate the fallen angels that I had never seen or connected with before. And now I can actually see them in my mind's eye all the time. So if I, I mean, if someone has them, if I'm connecting with someone and they're across the world or in the next state or the next neighborhood, I can tell them where the issue lies in their home. And here's the, the crazy thing. What I'm finding is that most children, so fallen angels will show up how, whatever frightens us the most. They'll just show up. And uh, so many children see them as something with red eyes. Okay, so they have these red eyes that they show up as, or they might see something out their window with red eyes or in their closet with red eyes, or they might say, I see a man with red eyes. Again, they can morph into anything that's going to frighten us, and that would frighten a little kid. So the Palo Santo, um, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> my, my neighbor is whistling for her dog, and I'm waiting for her to stop because I it's kind of throwing me off a little bit. Sorry. So I smudge my house regularly. If I don't, if I've gone, I'm going to say like a month or so and I haven't smudged, it, it can get a little funky around here. And I've even had Michael, my boyfriend, come up and say, you know, he's even said, you know, it just feels weird here. I think you might need to clear the house. It takes me minutes. So it's really, you know, there's no excuse for, for not keeping my place clear. But some other tips to keeping, keeping your place clear or allowing the energy to leave. So energy needs to be able to ebb and flow through your house. It needs to leave. It needs to get out of the house. It needs to be able to flow the chi, the prana, the energy that runs everywhere, even in our bodies. It needs to flow in and out of your home even. And so it is so important that during the day, okay, during the day when the light's out, the sun's out, that you have your blinds and your curtains open in every room of your house where energy can flow because it needs to flow in and out. It needs to be able to move in and out of the windows because if it doesn't, if it's not able to, what happens is it stays in your home. I'm just going to talk about emotional stuff like sadness, anger, resentment. You know, your children can go to school and bring everybody's stuff home because that's what little healers do. That's what we do as healers, as adults. We walk out in the world and we, we unconsciously say, give me all your shit because I'm here to heal you. I'm here to help you. <laughs> I bet a lot of you can resonate with that. So we take that stuff home and then it's in our home. And then if we don't get rid of it or we don't allow it to escape or get out through a, the light of a window, then it just bounces off and it starts affecting the whole family. Some people can have start having headaches, body aches, bad dreams, you know, nightmares, insomnia, you name it. So if you have the um, windows open to where the light can come and go, the first thing that clients usually tell me is they say, but I don't want anyone looking in my home. And I'll say, that's because you got shit in your home that needs to leave and it's made you paranoid. Secondly, if you go outside during the day, on a day where the sun's, you, you cannot see in your home. The only way you can see in your home is if you go up and put your, your face to the window and you freaking look in the window, okay? Chances of that happening is pretty slim. When you get home from work or, you, or the sun starts going down, you just close the curtains and blinds. So it just needs to be during the day. I'm telling you, if you just do that one thing, you're going to already feel a big shift in your home. And I'm telling you, this means every room, even the basement where you might have stuff stacked up or windows blocked off. So windows open during the day, not, not open to the, like not opening the window where the cold air comes in. That doesn't have to happen. 
just the curtains and blinds open. That includes shears. <laughs> so those of you that have shears, don't think you get away with keeping those shears down because those even block the energy. You have to tack those back somehow and let the energy come and go. So that's that. Let me move on now to the next thing that can hang on to or can gather lower negative energy that you don't want is clutter. We all got clutter. I know, you know, we all have that closet, that basement, maybe that room, the whole floor that has stuff. And my motto around our house is if we have not used it in a year, it's out. It's history. <laughs> and here's the way that you could think of as you declutter. Think of that you're going to donate this thing, this object, this clothing item, whatever. And I always say, imagine the person that gets to go buy that. And they're so excited that you just provided this amazing gift to this person that gets to use it now. Like someone should be using that. Holding on to clutter is also a symbol or sign of a lack of mentality, which will block abundance. I mean, it can be, it can mean many things. But um, when we decluttered our house, Michael and I, because it was, you know, two households combining and he had children, then uh, we did some massive decluttering last year. And it was just yesterday or day before, I have been calling in this new wardrobe. I was like, you know, I'm shifting. My body's shifting. It's time to get some new clothes. And so what I did is I haven't even gone shopping for new clothes yet, but I started going through my closet and it, you wouldn't believe the piles of clothes that I'm getting rid of now. And I'm making room for the new. So see, that's another little tip in manifesting. So I want this new to come in. Well, I better make some damn room for it. I'm not going to wear these clothes. Number one, they don't fit right now anyway. Number two, they're not even really my style anyway, you know, anymore. So I'm just going to get rid of them. So getting rid of clutter is going to help eliminate lower energy in your home. It also makes room for the new to come in. All right, so smudging your home. So let's talk about now, now that you have the windows to where the light can come in, you know where to get the stuff, shamansmarket.com, Palo Santo sticks. You can just put that in the search. Ten sticks are going to, I don't know how, depending on how big your home is, it's going to last a while. They don't smoke up a lot. So if you're in an apartment building, it's not like all your neighbors are going to be able to smell it. I can't promise you that, but I'm just going to say <laughs> You don't have to have a conch shell to use it, like a little, you know, seashell, that little conch shell to set your sticks in. I just do because I think it looks cool. I like it. Okay, so now that you have the windows open, you're starting to declutter. And don't get overwhelmed if you decide, all right, that's it. I've got to start decluttering this stuff because I'm not going to have this stuff hanging out and holding on to the lower energy and affecting this home. Then don't go down and look at your basement and go, oh, shit, where do I start? Okay. You're going to go to one corner. You're going to pick one corner or one cabinet, one drawer, something, one thing. One thing that you can spend an hour on or 30 minutes or however long it is. And what I, what I suggest to a lot of people, I say, set a timer. So you got this hour. Your phone is turned off. You can't answer it. You're not getting on social media. You have one hour. And you've got um, a bin for donate. And then you've got a bin for keep. Okay. But you really have, I say, keep what you absolutely love. If you don't absolutely love this, donate it because someone else can love it. You don't need it. Separate your bins. 
Now, what I do is I don't wait for things to accumulate. So I'm not like putting bins of donate in boxes and putting it in a corner then to wait till I have a huge pile, a huge, you know, shitload of pile of stuff. When I have, when I recently, again, like I said, I've done my closet, I've started my closet and now I'm in the basement. I'm doing both kind of taking turns and I am... I load up my car, so the next time I'm going that direction by the Goodwill or by the um, Salvation Army, that's the ones we have here. In fact, sometimes I go ahead and put them in the back of my car, all the boxes, because I don't like a lot of clutter in my car. So when they're in there, the next time I go to the grocery store, oh, I'm going to take 10 minutes out of my way or five minutes. Ours is pretty close. I'm going to run this over there and drop this off real quick, all this don donatable stuff, and then I'll go to the store. See? I haven't even let it sit in my house any longer, and it's not going to sit in my car. I went ahead and got rid of it. It's a really good way of purging and letting go. So once you have all that done, you, you know, and you're waiting for your Palo Santo to show up, once your Palo Santo shows up, it's so easy, so easy to do this. But I say you got to be mindful. you got to be present for the experience. So you're going to take, you're going to have your Palo Santo and your lighter, however you're going to light it. I, I use a lighter. Sometimes I use my gas stove. <laughs> so whatever it is that works for you. And, you know, I say a prayer. and I'm going to say it right now. It's really easy. You can make up your own. But I say, God, shine your light down within my home and around my home. Include everything, my, my garage, my shed, our vehicles. God, shine your light through it all. Let it be so bright that it just infuses everything and everyone involved with my home with, with so much love and light. Then I ask Jesus, you come into my home now. Archangel Michael, your band of angels, I ask that you come in and help me clear this home of any low vibrations, any, anything of lower vibration or negative low vibration that needs to um, go back home, go into the light. I ask that you come help me do this. So people that have talked to me either through a reading or, you know, in person or long distance know that I always say, I do this with my team. I never do this alone. I'm always doing this with my team. I don't do anything alone. We got this massive spiritual entourage. Why would we not be calling on them like that? When I finally learned that, I'm like, oh my God, start calling your team. So call your team in. I always call Jesus now. And again, that Fallen Angel podcast will make sense why that started, because that's what God told me to do. I said, what do I do with this? I've never encountered one of these. And he said, you call my son. Nothing can resist my son. And so I called Jesus, Archangel Michael, your band of angels. Okay, so you're going to call them in. Thank you for helping me. And amen. Okay, so you're going to light your Palo Santo. And you're going to... Um, you know, let it burn a little bit before you swish out the flame. Then you're going to take your smudging feather or whether you use a piece of paper or what is it, whatever you use to, you're gonna, you just want something that kind of swishes the smoke out, you know, so it kind of, kind of expands out where you are. And you're going to start the lowest area of your home. Now, whether you have had time to, to declutter or not, doesn't matter. Start at the lowest level of your home. Doesn't matter if you've started decluttering yet. Just start there with the, with the smudging. And I go clockwise. I don't know that there's any rules about that. Please don't take that on as some kind of limiting belief that it has to be clockwise. I think it will still work if you go counterclockwise. It is all about intention of I'm clearing my space. 
thank you, Jesus, Archangel Michael, for helping me. And you're just going to, if you don't have the ability to actually see in your mind's eye that they're doing that, you're just going to imagine that they're moving through your space, like all of these angels, and they're just clearing everything for you. You're moving with them with the smoke. They're clearing everything for you, and it's a beautiful experience. you got this massive team helping you. So you're going to switch the smoke in any closets, any hidden spaces, like go ahead and open any doors. If it goes like to a, an outdoor door, you know, sometimes people have a basement door and you open it, it goes to the next door. Well, you even need to do that space if you can. If, you, if there's a space you can't reach, then you're just going to intend that it goes there. Like you're going to ask, all right, team, and help the smoke get in and clear this space. So you're going to go to the, your, your next floor up. Go around the whole space, every room, every closet, everything. And you, and again, you may have to keep lighting the stick because it will go out. And I say that because people have actually called me or, or sent me a message and said they actually felt like something in the home blew the smoke out. And I'm like, no, it just went out and you got to relight it. So you're going to do that until you get to every space, every every level of your home. And you're going to, I mean, all the way to the attic. And when you're done, so this is what I do when I'm done. I actually go and put my um, Palo Santo stick down in my little conch shell. I used to use a little aluminum pan, a little plate, whatever it is that you need to lay it in. And then for myself, I go through and walk through the house again myself because I want to see if it feels good, or it feels clear. Sometimes some of the symbols I get that it's not clear or that it needs a little, little more work is my ear starts to close up in a room that is active. So when I say active, you know, that can mean many different things. It can mean that um, there's a soul still that needs to be crossed over. And here's another thing. You, you can't, I'll be honest, you can't do this out of fear. Like if you're doing it and you're scared to death the whole time, you, you really need to reach out to someone who does it and can walk you through it and help you feel empowered about taking your house back. I do that with people all the time. Again, if you ever need that from me, um, you would just need to hop on a... Um, you know, a one-on-one -on -one reading, which you can get on my website, juliatreat.com. And I'm not saying this to get business. I'm just saying it's one way that I can help you because I know that uh, for some people, for what they've been taught growing up in the church or from their family or watching scary things on TV, you can be fearful moving into whatever it is that you're clearing. The people that I have walked through clearing, I don't care if they're in Australia and I'm here in the U.S., we walk through it. I'm able to describe things in their house. I'm able to clear their home and they feel the empowerment of doing that, of taking their home back. So you have the power to do all of this. You have the power to take your house back. You have the power to keep your house clear so that your family can move through life with a whole lot more grace and ease. It's a beautiful thing when you begin realizing that you have power to shift the vibration in your home. I mean, you can shift the vibration in your home by playing music, dancing around the house. You can shift the vibration in your home by particular scents that you, um, that you have, like different smells and scents in the home, candles, if you will. or So... You have the power to do so much to keep your, your place clear. And here's the thing. Once you clear your home, even if you just do the blinds and the curtains and start decluttering, 
everybody just starts feeling a little bit better and people start getting along better. Um, just, it just improves, just improves everything. All right. I think that is it for today. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Hey, I need a huge favor from you. If you have not yet, if you wouldn't mind getting on wherever you're listening to my podcast, if you'd please get on and rate and review, um, give me some stars, give me a review, anything at all. It would just help me tremendously. If you haven't yet, hop on over to my YouTube channel. It's under Julia Treat. There's a link on my website to my YouTube channel. And keep your eyes peeled because I will be announcing um, a friend of mine, a colleague of mine, Jessica Drew. She is an illustrator, an artist, and an author, and she writes children's books. We are in cahoots. We are starting a children's YouTube channel called The Rainbow Crew. We are so excited. And I'm going to tell you the crazy stuff that has been happening since we decided to do this. I mean, doors are opening for us. I'm getting rainbow kids' faces showing up in conference calls that I have recorded the video. I mean, it is nuts. I mean, it really does blow me away what's possible. But that will be coming, and it's really to help the kiddos just maintain their connection, remember who they are, stay connected to their massive team, and it's just, I just can't wait. So that's coming soon. We're working on just a few details. We're getting going with that. All right. Thank you again for listening, and I hope to see you, see you very soon here on another episode of Stepping into the Light. God bless. Bye.